Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Hi friends, and welcome to Happy Beeps. I am your host, Jennifer Landa, and today's episode is all about sound. When watching movies, we take for granted all the sound effects that are woven together to make a cinematic tapestry. 
every whir and crash, smack and thwack, has been created or manipulated by a person known as a sound designer. And if all the movie sounds are edited and mixed just right, we the audience are transported to another world. I hope that old man got that tractor beam out of commission or this is going to be a real short trip. Okay, hit it! What would Star Wars be without sound effects? And of course, without John Williams' iconic score? Well, it would sound like this. I was but a learner, not I am the master. Only a master of evil, Darth. Not exactly climactic. If you watch this scene the way it was shot, the lightsaber duel between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader looks anything but exciting. It looks hokey. But when you add in sound effects to the scene, it becomes legendary. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Only a master of evil, Darth. <laughs> One of the most incredible aspects about Star Wars is how its sounds have permeated our pop culture. We all know the deep breathing sounds of Darth Vader, the hum of the lightsaber, the flying sound of a TIE fighter, the roar of Chewbacca. All of these sounds, and many more, were created by sound designer Ben Burtt. On today's episode, we're going to celebrate Ben Burtt's contributions to that galaxy far, far away. How did he create some of the sounds and languages that are now synonymous with Star Wars? Why did these sound effects make such an impact on audiences for generations? And what is Mr. Burt up to now? Join me, and together we will find out. We all have sounds from Star Wars that evoke a visceral reaction in us every time we hear it. The land speeder from Star Wars, the, the, the first one. I don't know, it was like a really light engine sound, so a really light vibration. I really liked it. It felt not from Earth. It, and it was like the first vehicle we really saw that wasn't in space. Like, oh, so this is a car of the future. And it sounded cool and not throaty and exhausty, just light humming. Uh, I believe, um, maybe the Vader sound, I don't know. Probably the lightsabers, because you can't recognize anywhere, any, anytime, anywhere, any, anytime it goes on TV, yeah, you, you do recognize this lightsaber. Uh, you can't really beat the lightsaber ignition sound, yeah. Well, the click of the stormtroopers whenever they run down the Death Star's halls, that, that's always, that always gets me. That's, that's pretty like, oh, they're coming! When George Lucas started pre-production on Star Wars A New Hope, he hired two people right away. Artist Ralph McQuarrie and sound designer Ben Burtt. He found Ben through a referral from one of his old college professors. George told Rolling Stone magazine in 1977, quote, I just went to one of my old instructors at USC and I asked, who is the best guy you've got in terms of working on sound? End quote. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ben Burt was a fellow USC grad. And once he got the job, he would go on to spend two years developing sound effects for George Lucas's space fantasy film. But how do you go about creating sounds that seem out of this world, but also from a long time ago? You travel around the world and collect sounds. Here is Ben Burt in 1993. So as a sound designer, one of the things you do is to collect a lot of sound, categorize it, and you keep tapes on your shelf or nowadays sound stored on a computer disk. And it's very much like an encyclopedia. You have hundreds and hundreds of sounds. I think I have 6,000 tapes in, in, say, accumulated over 12 years of just sound design work. And, and, and that uh, is a result of going out and recording lots of material, animals, aircraft carriers, jets, appliance motors, whatever it might be, bringing them back. And you need to actually select from those tapes the things you find the most interesting. I think this is the secret sauce of Star Wars. Using sounds from our world grounds the effects so it feels organic and familiar. 
But when you mix sounds together or tweak the pitch or speed up or slow down the audio, it suddenly sounds different. Good sound design makes you feel like the fantasy world you're watching on screen is real. Before Star Wars, most science fiction films or any films involving outer space used a lot of electronic sounds to create their worlds. You'd often hear this high-pitched vibrating sound to signal that there was an alien monster or Martians nearby. As a result, these electronic sounds made it seem like they were too otherworldly. And as technology advanced, the sounds became dated. You really have to have a special ear for creating sound effects. And it takes a master sound designer to be able to listen to a car tire rolling on a gravel road and think, oh, that would be the perfect sound for a giant boulder rolling towards Indiana Jones. Yep, Benbert was the sound designer for Raiders of the Lost Ark as well. Benbert's approach to making sound effects was revolutionary because it was old-fashioned. Instead of relying on electronics to build the world of Star Wars, Bert literally traveled the world collecting as many sounds as he could. I've always had dreams of being a newsreel cameraman in some ways. You know, you read about the stories back in the 30s of the men that worked for Pathé News or Movie Tone running around the world with their cameras trying to capture the sounds of, you know, humanity and warfare and so on. That was Ben Burt in 1989. One of Burt's first assignments when he signed on to Star Wars was to create the voice for Chewbacca the Wookiee. And the question was, he, uh, what would he sound like? He's not going to speak English. He's going to speak some sort of alien animal type of voice. It's supposed to be an intelligent uh, language, but not English and not German, not French, not something we'd really recognize. It had to be something made out of animal sounds. In one of Ben Burt's first meetings with George Lucas, George suggested that he look into using bear sounds to create Chewie's voice. So over the course of a year, Burt collected all sorts of animal sounds. He initially tried to record animal sounds at the zoo, but he was too out of range and the creatures never vocalized on cue. Eventually, he was able to visit an animal farm run by a trainer in California. That was where he met a young cinnamon bear named Pooh. He spent a day inside a pen with Pooh, and he recorded every cry, moan, and bleat. It was much easier to record these noises with the help of a trainer who would use bread soaked in milk as a treat. While Pooh offered a variety of fantastic sounds, it just wasn't quite enough to get the full range of Chewbacca's emotion. So Ben Burt took his recorder and visited Marineland in Long Beach, California. It just so happened that the day he was there, they had drained the walrus pool for routine cleaning. This provided great acoustics for recording the walruses, who barked and groaned and whistled at the bottom of this dry pool. In the end, Ben Burt would record a variety of animals like lions and badgers to help round out Chewie's voice. He created a single tape with all these different sounds, extracting little bits of audio like grunts and moans and args. That kind of sounded like a pirate. I collected and put all on one tape, essentially, all these sounds which I thought had emotional feelings associated with them. You play this sound, it sounded affectionate. You played this other sound, it sounded angry. And uh, in that manner, I kind of had these categories of little sounds that 
each had an emotional tone associated with it. He began editing the sounds together to form Chewie's speech. To complicate things further, Chewie's voice needed to match the way his mouth moved. He didn't have articulated lips, so the sound needed to be believable that it would be coming from Chewie's mouth. After much trial and error, Ben had created Chewie's memorable roar. Since Chewie's voice is made up of animal sounds, he authentically sounds like an animal that could rip your arms off. My Chewbacca impression? It still needs a little work. So I asked some fans at last year's San Diego Comic-Con to do their best Wookiee roar. I don't know. It may not be the easiest sound to make, but whenever we hear that roar, we know exactly which fuzzball it belongs to. <laughs> when I was a child, I always envisioned that one day in the future, I would have my own personal robot. Oftentimes in science fiction, robots were portrayed as evil, cold, and most of them talk like this. In Star Wars, the droids C-3PO and R2-D2 are the first characters the audience interacts with, and both droids have some human-like traits. I was never much of a 3PO fan, but R2? <laughs> R2 beeped and booped his way into my heart. I loved how expressive he was, and he had so much spunk for a little robot. It's all thanks to Ben Burt, who spent almost three months developing R2-D2's bleeps and boops. Initially, he tried to create R2 sounds with a computer. It makes sense that a droid would sound like a computer, right? But that didn't give the character its warmth. It sounded more like... Uh, you know, just a machine reacting or something inert. And I was kind of frustrated with all the electronic noises I made. So I just decided, to, I grabbed the microphone, and I just made some funny sounds into it. Eventually, Bert figured out that if he blended human sounds with electronic sounds, he could give the little droid a wide range of emotions. George Lucas and Ben Burt developed the sounds together since George had a very specific vision for R2's voice. George told Rolling Stone magazine in 1977, quote, I said I wanted to have beeps and boops in that. Well, it is easy to say that. It's another thing to take those beeps, boops, and sounds and actually make a personality. He spent a long time coming up with sounds. And I would listen to it and I would say, no, no, we need something with a little more sensitivity. He needs to be sadder here. He needs to be happier there. We need to know he's angry here. And he would go back and he would work on the ARP and the Moog. He would talk into the mic and he would run it fast and he would run it slow and he would combine all these things and he finally came up with it, end quote. Part of the success of R2-D2's voice came from the fact that Ben Burt wrote out all of R2's dialogue. If in the script R2 said, beep a da boop, Burt would translate those beeps into English. By interpreting R2-D2's dialogue, it helped Bert create the emotion needed behind those beeps and boops. In the end, R2-D2's voice is a 50-50 mix of electronic synthesizer-generated sound and Ben Burt's own voice making funny inflections. It's pretty genius, and it's why R2-D2 has more personality than your average robot.
there are hundreds of sounds in Star Wars that make us smile. Obviously, Chewie's roar and R2's beeps, but what is the one sound that evokes fear? Probably Darth Vader's breathing. It's pretty intimidating. <laughs> Darth Vader is one of the greatest villains in all of cinematic history. The combination of his shiny black helmet, that flowing cape, and James Earl Jones's booming voice makes Vader one great baddie. But it is his chilling breathing noises that make Darth Vader really scary. When Ben Burt read the script for Star Wars, he wasn't sure if Vader was part human, part robot, or who knows what. And so the original concept I had of Darth Vader was a very noise-producing individual. He came on into a scene. He was breathing like some wheezing windmill. You could hear his heart beating. You know, he moved his head. You heard motors turning. He was almost like some kind of a robot in some sense. And he made so much noise that we had to sort of cut back on that concept. In the first experimental mixes we did in Star Wars, he sounded like a, an operating room, like an you know, emergency room you know, moving around. Burt created the sound by placing a microphone inside a regulator on a scuba breathing apparatus. He breathed through the regulator and discovered that you could hear the valve opening and closing. It had a little bit of a click and clank to it so that the flow of air through the narrow rubber hoses had a very cold, hissy quality to it. And thus, Darth Vader's breathing sounds were created. The very first sound Ben Burt created for Star Wars was the sound of the lightsaber. One day, he saw some of the Ralph McQuarrie artwork on the wall of Luke and Darth Vader facing off in a lightsaber battle. Immediately, he had a feeling of what those lightsabers would sound like. He thought back on the sound of a movie projector. In the booth where films are projected, the motors of the projectors made a humming noise. And it was that noise that Bert thought was what a lightsaber might sound like. But he needed another element to add to the mix. Just by chance, Ben Bert had a tape recorder with a microphone cable attached. And when he walked past his television set, he noticed something. And I was listening to the recorder while I had the microphone plugged in. And the, the microphone happened to pass behind the picture tube on the television set that was just sitting there running. And it picked up a signal just by induction from the back of the picture too. It made a strange sputtering hum in my headphones. It was coming directly into the microphone. So I said, wow, that, that sounds like a laser sword. Most audio people will tell you that if you hear a hum in a recording, that's not good. But in this case, it worked. Ben Burt then took that humming sound and made the passbys and the swishes of the sword. There's footage of him recording these lightsaber sounds, and it is fascinating to watch him wield the microphone around as if it were a lightsaber. I spent many days of my childhood waving a stick in the air while making lightsaber sounds. Who hasn't, right? It's a sound that can make any fan feel like a kid again. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I think makes the world of Star Wars seem so believable are the languages all the different characters speak. 
The creation of alien languages was one of the toughest tasks for Ben Burt. Even if we don't understand a language, we can identify the nuances of intonation. We're able to process dialogue and give it meaning. Is a character that is speaking sad, upset, angry, joyful? It's because we're so good at decoding languages that made Ben Burt's job that much more difficult. Remember, it wasn't just creating a couple grunts here and there. Ben Burt had to create language for the Jawas, Greedo, Tusken Raiders, Banthas, and the Cantina creatures. In developing the alien speech in Star Wars, Ben Burt listened to language sample tapes from university linguistics departments. His goal was to identify interesting real languages to use as a basis for alien ones. This would give the made-up languages some credibility and make them sound more believable to our ears. In Ben Burt's words, It's easier to get a foreign language and to have someone speak it and make it come across as a real language than just to make one up. Because when you make one up, it tends to sound like English, just rearranged phonemes. Right. It tends to be a pig line. So what we've done in the past is really just take interesting words and use them. For his Star Wars assignment, Ben Burt decided to tackle Huddies first. This would be the language of Greedo, the Rhodian bounty hunter. Bert came across some recordings of Quechua, which is an indigenous language spoken by the Quechua people who primarily live in the Andes and highlands of South America. He collected those recordings and found a linguistics graduate student from Berkeley. Larry Ward, the graduate student, could speak 11 languages, although Quechua wasn't one of them. However, Larry was a very good mimicker, and after listening to the Quechua recordings, he was able to reproduce a stream of sound that was pretty convincing. To create the language of Huddies, Larry and Ben wrote down all the sounds of Quechua phonetically, and then created and derived new sounds based on that. Once they had their favorite words and phrases, they carefully studied Greedo's mouth movements in the edited scene from the movie. Then they wrote out phrases, and Larry recorded specific sentences that were timed to Greedo's movements. <laughs> when Ben Burt was brought on as a sound designer for Return of the Jedi a few years later, he'd further develop Huddies for the film's new villain, Jabba the Hutt. Burt brought in Larry Ward again, the grad student from Berkeley, to perform the dialogue. Larry had a deep voice to begin with, but Ben Burt pitch-shifted his voice as low as it would go and still maintain intelligibility. Then a subharmonic generator was used to create even deeper tones that were mixed in with the words. Here is Ben Burt explaining the thought process behind Jabba's sound. There's always a foundation for each character. I think in the case of Jabba, uh, we were thinking in terms of sort of a, a pirate from an old pirate movie, the, you know, a Captain Kidd or a Long John Silver kind of idea. And we also added in a great deal of burps and slurps and things. We had recordings of uh, just sort of moving your hands around in mud and suet. And this was used throughout Jabba every time he would open his mouth and you'd hear this fluid, slurpy sound going at the same time. We tried to make him very repulsive. I love those slimy burps. Huddies is one of my favorite languages in all of Star Wars. But there is another. Ewokies. Yep, yep. For the language of the Ewoks, 
Bert led an extensive search until he found an 80-year-old Mongolian tribeswoman who had recently been brought to urban civilization for the first time. She didn't speak any English, but she would be willing to speak for Bert and his team if she had a little vodka. So with a shot glass in hand, she would recite folk tales in her native language, Kalmuk. She became affectionately known as Grandma Vodka from Ben Burt and his team, and it was many of her recordings that were used for Wicked the Ewok. Ben Burt also recorded people from places like Tibet, Sri Lanka, and India, and over the course of a few months, he ended up collecting five or six of these different languages. In the end, all of them were incorporated into Ewokese. But it wasn't just human sounds that made Wicked's voice. This voice is a combination of a human voice and various animal sounds, which we've recorded also. With the Ewoks, with R2, which is even more an abstract case where it's electronic sound, our principal responsibility is to come up with a sound which will create a given emotional response in the audience. As an Ewok lover, mission accomplished, Ben. Mission accomplished. There are so many great sounds that Ben Burt created, I didn't even get into his sound design of the prequels. What's so incredible is that in those first two years when he went around collecting sounds for A New Hope, he was building a library of sounds that he and other people in the Skywalker sound department would use many years later. Ben Burt's legacy has been cemented, and you can hear it in every Star Wars movie since 1977. Not to mention the incredible sound design work he did for the Indiana Jones movies, E.T., two of the recent Star Trek films, and Pixar's WALL-E. When I first started working on this podcast last year, I was under the impression that Ben Burt was still very much involved with all the new Star Wars projects. After all, he still works at Skywalker Sound, and I remember seeing his name in the credits of The Force Awakens. But... He had no involvement with Rogue One, nor The Last Jedi. He is, however, already credited for Episode 9, so that makes me happy to see. But why has his involvement with this new era of Star Wars become so limited? Honestly, I don't know. And I don't think Ben Burt knows either. According to a Vanity Fair article that came out last December... Burt has worked on sound design for the Forces of Destiny series and the Star Wars EA video game that has recently been shelved. Since The Force Awakens, Ben Burt was not consulted, nor was he asked to be a part of Solo, Rogue One, or The Last Jedi. According to him, he was told to stay in his room and make sounds and just send them to the production crew. This is a huge change from his days of working side-by-side side with George Lucas on his six films. Why would they not call on the expertise of a sound-designing legend? It's complicated. For one thing, his protege, Matthew Wood, has been the supervising sound editor for Rogue One, The Last Jedi, and Solo. I say protege, but Matthew Wood has been working alongside Bed Burt since The Phantom Menace. Another factor is that sound design has just simply changed. Movies are produced on a much quicker timeline nowadays, so productions don't have the time or patience to let someone like Ben Burt travel around the world collecting sounds and then spending months editing and experimenting. Not to mention, there are now big libraries full of sound effects that a sound designer can access with the click 
of a fingertip. In a sad twist, many of those sounds were collected by Ben Burt himself. Just like how the old cast of Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill passed the baton to the new cast of Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, production veterans, like Ben Burt, worked with a new generation of talent to create the sounds of The Force Awakens. So when The Last Jedi sound department was staffed, it was the new class that ran with the baton. A Skywalker sound representative said in a statement, quote, Ben will always be a treasure at Lucasfilm, but we also want to give the new generation of talent an opportunity to shine as well, end quote. I understand the need to groom the next generation. After all, Ben Burt is turning 70 this month. It is a sad fact that older people in our American culture are not valued for their experience and wisdom and are basically told to disappear into retirement. Ben Burt wants to keep working, and I believe he has so many more wonderful sounds and languages to create. He's still a collector of sounds, immediately recording something if it catches his ear. No matter what his role is in the future of Star Wars films, his sounds helped build the galaxy that we can always go back to. And every time we hear a lightsaber in The Last Jedi or Chewie's roar in Solo, Ben Burt's framework is there. He is one of the original architects of Star Wars. And he is the reason why every time we hear R2's beeps or the swoosh of a lightsaber, Star Wars feels like home. I have been holding on to this episode for almost a year now, and it was originally going to be a Jedi beat, but I thought, who better for a Happy Beeps episode than Ben Burt? While he did not make BB-8's voice, R2 was the OG of happy beeping sounds. So what is your favorite Star Wars sound? Let me know on Twitter at Jennifer Landa or at Force Center hashtag happy beeps. I am also on Instagram um, and IGTV now as Jennifer Landa and also YouTube if you're interested in Star Wars videos at youtube.com slash user slash Jennifer Landa. A special thank you to all the people I interviewed at San Diego Comic-Con in 2017. Thank you, Amanda Urich, Logan, Linda, Jordan, and Skye for your time and your great sounds. As always, shout out to Tony Thaxton for these happy beep theme songs. You can find his work at patreon.com slash Tony Thaxton. And thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate your support. And until next time, friends, beep, bop, boop. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.